Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at first first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. want to welcome everybody to It's Up There Podcast. I am your active and attractive host for another episode of The Fastest Growing Podcast on the market right now. Um, I go by Big Loon. I want to welcome every single one of y'all that's back here for another episode. Listen, I need to really get into things a little more quick. I see that um, I need to be a little more concise than what it is that I'm communicating at the front of the pod. So right now, wherever you're listening to this at, if there's a way to support the podcast, you have to support the podcast. I'll get into the podcast later about the, how you have to support. There's a difference. There's a difference, right? But nonetheless, wherever you're listening to this at right now, hit subscribe. Wherever this may be, I don't care where you're listening to it. At. If, 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 if it ain't even my channel, wherever you're listening to my shit at, hit subscribe. Number one. Number two, right now, hit share. I don't care if you got four followers on your Facebook. I don't care if you got 40 Twitter followers and 19 Instagram followers. Share this. What that does for my algorithm is tell the the YouTube and other platforms that people are engaged. I got to communicate these things because people are thinking you can support Loon the same way you support Joe Budden. 
It's two different things going on here. So it's a different reach. I need a different level of uh, commitment from the people that's involved in, and interested, right? So, again, hit share. Um, also, hit like, hit whatever it is that, that indicates that you liked the, the episode. Um, if you are listening to the audio version of this podcast and you want to see the video version, you need to head over on YouTube to FOGFOTV. We drop, um, we drop the video of these podcasts every Thursday at 6 a.m. I got to be more. See, because y'all are asking me these things while I was in the hospital. So I'm saying, wow, I got a large audience, but I'm, I guess they're not clear in what, what's happening. So Thursdays, we drop video. On YouTube, FOGFO TV. Right? Mondays at midnight when you get up, Monday, podcasts will be out. We may start doing Monday and Thursday. Not sure yet. But Monday when you get up, podcasts will be out. Anywhere you get podcasts, you just type in this up there, podcast. That's for audio. Um, I also want to thank everybody that sent prayers my way. Um, that sent um, thoughtful f- for energy, thoughtful feelings. Um, people sent gifts. People, uh, you know, I just want to thank the people that's really involved in, and really, really, really see the 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 the, the future of um, it's up there podcast and loan. And I and I humbly, man, I want I want to thank y'all for allowing me to be um, in in your home. In your phone, in your tablets, in your ear, wherever I'm at, and um, hopefully be able to provide a a decent life for my family with communication, um, um, with 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 my culture, right? So I want to thank y'all from that. Being being in the hospital, man, for so many days for somebody like me, it's a it's a weird thing, you know. I've been to jail before, so you know, jail is a different thing. The hospital is a thing where you're sitting there and they got you hooked up and they feeding you medication and you may be in pain and certain things. So it's one of the lowest places that you can place a human being. I want you to know I'm fresh out, too. So I need you to, you know, maybe right right now it won't make sense. But when I look back at this, maybe five years, 10 years with the success of what it is I bring to the game. Right. Maybe not even that long. I don't know, but whenever I get an opportunity to look back at this and I can say, yo, that was right after you was in that hospital five days, came home, tried to jump right back into it for damn near free. You understand me? It's a level of commitment attached to that that, you know, I'm going to be able to appreciate in the years to come. Right now, I'm just in the fight. But being in that hospital, um, Helpless, you know, helpless. Seeing the days go by, seeing the nights go by. Then I was alone for, you know, because number one, it's strict rules in regards to visitation, you know, in regards to COVID. We're in the middle of a national pandemic. But I found myself, believe it or not, not even I. When people came to see me, right? They would come in. The, they they would come in my my hospital room. I'd be just sitting there, just looking at the air. No TV, no phone, no nothing on, no light on. 
Because in that moment It felt like It felt like all this was flashing before me You know it felt like Damn Slime you They just shut you down And for some reason I feel people praying on my downfall I don't know I can feel it And I sat there and I just thought to myself When you get out this hospital Are you going to stop podcasting? What are you going to do? You going to stop doing this, doing that? What are you going to do? Long story short It just placed me in a um, In a deep state, man Very deep state But, you know, we won't stop You know what I'm saying? It's important y'all support this thing Because, um you know, life is short. We don't know. We don't know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? And and what we'll hate to happen is, is that something happens and then all of this shit blows up and they say, "Damn, that dude was the truth, man." You know what I'm saying? And that was my biggest fear. That that bit. All right, I talk about it because I what that really be my biggest fear, dog. One of my biggest fears is something happening to me. Right And then all of a sudden Because of that they a, a lot more people go to discovering Who is this guy And then it And then it And then they shed a light on it That, that I would hope that I can Cause I got a lot of work to do dog I got a lot of work to do For I even I coach I race brother I got a lot of work to do But I gotta clean up all this first But I got a lot of work to do You know what I'm saying And if you listen to me and follow me, you hear me speak from a position of power, from a position of understanding, right? So it ain't no way in the hell uh, that I w- it wouldn't cross my mind. Like, yo, what if something happened, bro? Then all of a sudden, I, you know, people will be like, go look in that shit and be like, yo, that dude was the truth, man. He he would say this. That dude had a point like this. And that's sad that, it, that, that, that crosses your mind, but, you know, Immortality crosses everyone's mind if you are if you have something worth living for attached to your brain, right? Some people don't have nothing worth living for, so they don't never picture that. You know what I'm saying? Now, um, I I don't want to start the part there, of course. So we'll we'll start with um Deontay Wilder. The fight just happened last night. I happened to get out the hospital in time enough to see the fight. Um. I watched the fight. I, I number one want to say shout out to Deontay Wilder. Um, he's a he's a he's a guy that um, I've mentioned in my raps. Uh, knockout artist, yeah, knockout artist. You understand me? Um, for those of you that may be unaware, he's had three fights uh, now with Tyson Fury. Uh, one was a draw, and the other two, Tyson Fury, left the fight victorious. Um, this particular fight right here, I felt a lot. I, you know, you know, I was on on there talking to a few of my homeboys about it. You know, and just looking at what it is that Fury brings to the to the match, right? And I was talking about weight to my people. And I said, you know, strength and, and power is two different things, right? Some people got strength, but they don't got any power. They don't got no force behind it, right? And um, because I think one of them, I think power is just organized force or some. It's it's something. One of those definitions live inside of the other word. So what I'm saying is, um, you will see these guys because Deontay Wilder come out in the fight. He look like an action figure. 
I mean, he couldn't have more muscles. Dude got muscles everywhere muscle can come to. You understand me? But when you're dealing with, with somebody that got 30, 40 pounds on you, you be careful with how you see. You look good in the mirror, but I'm, a, you know, yeah, you ain't really, you feel me? So, and not wild, it's just in general. Some people don't understand that you can you can look like you muscle, you can bench press 150. The problem is I'm not 150. Yeah, I can bitch press 175. The problem is I'm not 175 and I'm coming with some, some know-how, some you dig. So what happens is you, you see, man, everybody look good fighting the air. Everybody look good lifting the weight because that shit ain't punching back. It ain't doing nothing back. But when somebody is in front of you and actively trying to get at you, you can't wound up. If I can see you every time wounding up, you got a problem if you come at me like that. You would never hit me. I told a story around here about the dude I fought in Walmart. Never hit me one time because he don't know how to fight. And he had 40, 50 pounds on me. But you don't, you you keep coming with the, I'm never letting you hit me with that slime. You, you not, you're not hitting me with that. You understand? But... Deontay Wilder after the second fight just to kind of put some framework down um, as to what's going on after the second fight Deontay Wilder said I think he had a weight uh, he said Tyson Fury had a weight in his glove he said Tyson Fury uh, I think the ref was was in on it Um, and and he fired his uh, dude his trainer Um, I didn't necessarily like you know so many different excuses, but I but but I, I gave him leeway because I said to myself, he dealing with that's a rough thing to deal with. My undefeated record was on the line and some nigga threw the towel in. He cost me, man, you know how much money he cost me? We talking about with the egg on the other side of my name, man. We talking about 44 and egg. 43 in egg ain't nothing on the other like that that right there say i i got to have a certain amount of money you know why because floyd mayweather already put the blueprint down this how you get the five six hundred you got to keep it egg on the other side and so he was in that position and and for that tile to be through by somebody i think he really believed that like yo they and i and i don't know whether or not you know I know that the boxing commission has came out to to denounce every accusation that's been made, but I don't know whether or not they're true or not. So um, he felt a certain way. And I think that in his mind, though, I know he felt he see it's a different fight when you lose it. Not a different fight. It's a different feeling when you when you lose it. You don't have the same bounce when you lose. I was telling one of my homeboys. I say, you know what? Deontay Wilder going to come into this fight on something different. But four or five rounds in, when you get a little tired, you go back to Old Faithful. It done won 43 times. Ain't no way I can erase it that quick. But this is the genius of Floyd Mayweather. Right? When you see a Tyson Fury out there in the landscape, you make him go through certain people that knock knock chips off of him. Go through him to see me. Go through him to see me. Go through him to see me. Now see me. And hopefully they done knock dust from you so I can get you in here and go on. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, but the only thing I said is, you know, coming into it that I thought Deontay Deontay Wilder would win because I thought Tyson Fury, he tried not to fight the boy. He really went to court, tried not to fight him. Like went try to go against the grain and not fight the guy. You know what I'm saying? So when you do something like that, to me, it either says that it, it says something I'm not going to speculate As to what it says But it says something Moving along So now they, they, they he, he takes him to court He sues him They get the rematch The judge says No the contract Reads that He gets a rematch If he elects And of course he elects Because he lost His undefeated record to you He wants to fight again They set up another fight Fury catches COVID Fury body style Says to everybody Watching that he can't win This fight against This chiseled Cut up you know, specimen of an action figure. Um, but but you know, they get in there. Um, so the third fight, Deontay Wilder supposed to come out first. What happens is they're taking a long time. Now when they take the long time, I tell my homeboy these things. He got to win this fight if he's doing these things. You take a long time because they gonna meme you and make you look bad. So just come on out. You know, he took a very long time. He said he'll come when he's ready because you know he used to be in the A side, but you're not the A side. See, this is why I say sometimes, man, you you know, um, with us, we got to start understanding, man, reality is key. How we feel is important, but reality is key. Reality is key. You know, and, and a lot of times um, when black boys are raised by their mothers, they, they're taught to where their feelings um, tend to mean more than the actual circumstances and the reality of the situation, Right. So is if you feel bad, you get you get a you get a, a pass to do this, you know, or if you feel, you know, how you think they feel type thing. It's like, yo, the reality of the situation is you're the B side. And when you accept that and you can come from that position, you maybe can have a, a different approach to it, because when you over here thinking you the shit or not the shit, let's say. It's just like me. Say I sit. Say say I don't see. Say, say I get up tomorrow morning. I think I'm the strongest man in the world. That's what I feel. I ain't talking about. I ain't did no testing or there ain't no quantitative evidence to say this. It's just I feel this right. I feel like I'm the strongest dude in the world. When I head to the gym and put them all them plates on the bench press thing and sit down, if I if if I try to lift that weight, I'm going to get injured. And that's the reality of the situation, no matter how I feel about it. So sometimes we get too caught up in our feelings because our mothers tend to give us leeway. Let us pout. Let us go upstairs and slam the door. You know, let us do certain things that allow us to say, well, I felt bad. You know what I'm saying? And those kind of things will cost you gravely. Nonetheless, they get into this fight. Um... Uh, he takes he takes a long time. He comes down to the ring. He does his one two. He gets in there. I look at him. My homeboy name is saying he look nervous. I'm saying man, he look like he ready to kill. Tyson Fury come on out singing and doing his little one two. He's he looks a little unbothered, you know. Um, then they get to fighting. When they first come out, I say Wilder coming out totally different. Now he's exerting a lot of energy. Take a lot to old big old six nine dude. To get, it's, it seems simple. Big old six eight six seven dude to get out and hit you with one of them 
jabs to the midsection, keep doing that with that type force he was doing in that first round, and boom, bam, 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 bam boom, bam, bam. You know, he was doing it. He, he had a whole, totally different style, but as the fight went on, we saw that he went back to that, I got to hit you with the right. I got to hit you with the right. And, um, nothing, you know, fast forward through the fight, Tyson Fury ended up winning. Uh, Wilder knocks him down a few times. Tyson knocks him down, then ends up ultimately knocking him out. I want to focus more so on the last part of what, what took place. Um, getting away from the greatness of the fight and the greatness of those two individuals. At the end of the fight, I watched Wilder. Um, seemed to be a bit hurt, um, but not going to give up. He was going to get up again. And for that, we got a lot of respect for him. And, you know, I'm, I'm riding with him. I, I, I like his energy, you know, um, but I was very disappointed. Um, and not, I was very disappointed in him, and I'll tell you why. At the end of the fight, he's sitting now. Tyson Fury comes over there to try to show him love. He tell him, I don't want to, ain't no love. Respect. It can be like that for him. I still think some kind of way he should have spoke to his fans. He should have spoke to his people, his loved ones. He should have spoke to the people that came and traveled and was riding with him and bet with him and hold him down. See, because... Again, when we get caught in them emotions. And I know what it's like to face defeat like, dang, bro. We talking about undefeated and I thought I had him. And he had him. He was doing good now. Later on in the rounds, he was, he, you know, things got a little slippery. But for, for a lot of the fight, he was doing good. And he could always at any point knock him out. But I think at the end, it just seemed like them punches ain't had nothing on him. Yeah, yeah, he was sending plain burgers through there. What didn't have no mustard, cheese, nothing on it. He was just sending burgers. And they wasn't, I remember at the end of one of them rounds, Tyson ate a few of them. Bam, boom, boom, just ate it. Um, and so it was, it was a it was a crazy situation. Now, when I looked at the situation of the way he handled the end of the fight, is where I is where I uh found opportunity. Because I said to myself, he don't even know the money that he Possibly messed up right there. You look at the situation, right? Fury's not gonna fight him again. Fury, that's that's off the table. The fans that came out, you're gonna some of the fans are gonna misinterpret whatever it said. What he should have said, even if he wasn't going to talk, should have sent his train out there to say, listen, Deontay Wilder wants to be private right now. He want to send love and support to all his fans. Thank you so much to Bron, you know, Bomb Squad or whatever, whatever. He loves y'all and he will he will communicate with y'all soon. Um, great fight. Great tonight. You know, you but you should have spoke to your people. We was there, brother. You know what I'm saying? And I, I always tell y'all, knowing how to take a loss means more than know how to take a win. Because one thing for sure, two things for certain, you're going to take way more losses than you're going to take wins. And so I'm always critical of, the, of, 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 of how you communicate to people and how they take wins and losses. Because the loss going to always tell me more about you. Everybody can win with me. It don't cost you nothing. The loss is what costs you. It costs you no longer comfortable. You're no longer confident. You're no longer cocky. You no longer want to communicate. You no longer want to do nothing when the loss kick in. 
It's easy to win with a dude. That's why when I was in the hospital, them is losses. When somebody's sitting on a on a hospital bed and can't move, that's a loss for them. They 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 still living, so it's a win somewhere. It's a silver lining. But in the grand scheme, they've been stopped. They've been halted in the middle of progress. You understand me? So when a loss come in, I always, and I tell my children, right? Knowing how to lose is so important. Knowing how to lose is so important. Because it builds character. It tells you you're able to be able to say, listen, I'm not somebody to think I'm a win in everything I do. I'm not somebody that's stupid enough to believe I'm the best in the world. You hear me say all the time, See this Don't get me confused Cause I see a, a lot of people Think they know me But they don't know me They don't know how I'm a scientist With this man I'm so I, I communicate my words So carefully I'm not misquoting Nothing I'm saying When I tell you I'm cold at something Or the biggest one And this and that That ain't saying I'm the best I don't say I'm the best I know I ain't the best I'm in Bluetooth mode constantly. I got to learn. I got to get something out of something. I got to get something out of something. We're going to watch come out in the rinse. I got to get something out of something. I'm not one of them dudes that's dumb enough to believe that. But nonetheless, uh, a Wilder lost the fight. Shout out Deontay Wilder. I think he should have handled that a little different. You know, we riding with you, though, because we don't got no black heavyweights. We don't got nobody to represent my color. So I can't come and do too much. Um, but it's a bigger conversation um, that I want to have about a lot of times um, when men are being raised by uh, the opposite sex, how um, they kind of give you tools that 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 is unnecessary on your journey. Right. Um, or they give you an understanding of the tools you have and they have you using them in a way that they use them. Right. Your your mother will use her tools in a way that a woman needs to use her tools. And that's all she can teach you because that's all she know. Know what I'm saying? But when you get a male alpha energy that tells you, yo, you're going wrong with that. You're going wrong with that respectfully in regards to it's too much emotion in that. That's going to crash out for me and we can't do that. We got to let the babies and the, and, the, and the women do that. The men got to be upright and independent at all times. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> this is what I need to say to y'all. <clears throat> I know some of y'all think, you know, things look, things look very professional uh, at this Up There podcast. Things look, you know, just like the leading podcast <clears throat> in the game. You know, whether that be Wallow. Whether that be Breakfast Club, you know, Big Facts Podcast, whether that be um, Million Dollars Worth of Game or Brilliant Idiots or 85 South, whatever show that may be, when you look at this up there podcast, you get that same feel, right? And you also, you know, it, I want to see how I can put this. But you got to be careful with that because sometimes y'all think y'all supporting me, right? And y'all think y'all can support me in the same way y'all support them. And the reason y'all think that is because the, the the podcast customer, right? The person that listens to a podcast, 
they haven't been schooled or there's no information out there and they haven't been uh, introduced in the way uh, that they should have been. It's just pick up your podcast app and play the podcast. Somebody on the back end to figure out how to get the money. Oftentimes that is the case, but with with the withholding of information in our culture, right, we end up in a position where now I have to come out and be more adamant and more vocal about what needs to happen for the support to translate in the way um, that the, the support that you may give a Joe Button or one of these other podcasts where you can just click and they figured it out on the back end, right? Um, also, I got to be more, more, more vocal about when things drop. It's, it surprised me how many DMs I got, man, with people when I was in the hospital about people not understanding when things come out and where it's at and. Like, yo, it's it's tears to this, right? I'm an independent podcast. I'm 30, 40 grand in on equipment and shit like that, right? Just to put it in perspective for people. that don't. This ain't a sob story. This is a hustle. This is a marathon, right? This ain't, nigga, I ain't crying about nothing because I know what I signed up for. I'm a big boy. You understand me? Just just make sure you put that on, in, in your cup too now. You understand? But when with that being said, right? Um, I don't want to talk to the people that that make that 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 may feel as though I'm trying to force them to support me. We're not talking about y'all. I'm talking about the people that be in my DM and sending me cash apps or whatever. Those little things where they really they're supporters of mine, but I guess there's no clear avenue on how to support me outside of listening to the podcast. And I, and again, I, it's my job to lay the business model down. You know, all the game I kick and then in my business model, they ain't even clear on what I got going on. So I got to clean that up. Right. And so that's what I'm starting to do as of right now. But um, again, looking at all these podcasts looking the same. Right. And things looking 4K and the lightning. Right. And the mic sounding good. And, you know, the barrier of entry to getting podcasting has, has came down tremendously, you know. Um, but we also know salt look like sugar. We also know salt look like sugar, so we got to be particular with our approach to these things, man. You know what I'm saying? So when, when you listen to a Wallow or one of them, again, somebody's on the other side taking numbers and doing what they're doing with numbers. It's a machine happening. When you look at somebody like me that's, that's competing with those level podcasts and got those level podcasts running off with segments and ideas and things like that, and not wallow them because they 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 got a super unique thing. But in the culture, you know, and we think alike, and that's what this is for. But where it becomes complicated is when you're starting a lot of these conversations, but you're not getting the credit because we know what credit. I don't want your money because I can hustle with the credit. I understand what credit mean, and I don't mean credit cards. I mean the notoriety of what it is that I gave to the game. You understand? It's a reason why they got award shows. It's a reason why when you get on Apple, they telling you what the number one song is. Billboard puts some out every week. It's a reason when you get on Netflix, they tell you what's streaming number one right now, right? These things mean things. You can hustle with the credit. So I need my credit to be clear. And um, with y'all that, that, that want to support me, you have to, number one, I'm sure if you're listening on Anchor or Spotify, they should have a button there where you can subscribe and send a, a subscription every month. That's a There's a thing that was, you should be able to do that somewhere on the page. I got a couple of people doing it on Anchor where they send money. Shout out to them. 
I got a p- couple of people that done done it on Spotify. I don't know if Spotify got rid of it because I don't. I, I haven't paid attention to it. But um, also, you need to subscribe to the Patreon. There's tiers on the Patreon. Go subscribe to one of the tiers. That's where all the unreleased videos are going to land at. The Charleston White, the Floyd Mayweather, the Dr. Umar Johnson, the band play, the city paper, the Larry Turner who did life and got out because of Obama, the Raymond Clay that did 28 years and got out when Obama got in. Um, the um, the D strap that used to be signed with um Cashville Records, street to street doing this thing. The T, the the Joy Kimbrough, the all that's gonna be landed over there, you know. And um, that's a way for the, for me to be able to monetize that because YouTube is not a place, contrary to popular belief, where you can control the revenue. I'm starting to see now when you talk about certain things, it puts your, your channel in a situation and now everything's being reviewed. When they put yellow on it, it, it decreases the money, I think, about 40 or 50%, which is a big deal. So um, to support me, that's just a few ways you can do so. Like, I, I, again, I got to be clearing that with y'all. And um, if you do support, you know we appreciate you. But just listening to the podcast is a great thing if that's all you're gonna do then do that we ain't we ain't saying you know but that's cool but i just for those of you that want to support the movement because we need support in the movement i was watching wallow get out and i said listen that's so important that's so important like wallow had as he was coming up and i'm gonna I'm steal some of the game is that and see this see how i'm giving the credit out you see how i didn't just say i come up with an idea I have to clear blue sky. I'm going to do this. That's kind of what they doing out there. You know, but see, for me, I'm such a creative. I understand what they feel like, yo, especially being on this side for a long time and writing and helping certain people elevate and just understanding that they got my sauce all on their burger. You know what I'm saying? And the people really just like the burger because of the sauce. Everybody got burgers. You understand me? It's the yeah. See, when I I'm fine with that kind of shit. That's why I'm trying. That's why they pay me. That's why. That's why we got to get this took care of. So, wherever you go, wherever you support, make sure you go support and do that in a way where I can understand the support. Another way you can support is to buy merch. Got a Teespring account. Go on there buy. We got anything you can buy. Anything. Go on there and buy some miss up there podcast merch. Simple as the nose on your face. You know what I'm saying? It ain't nothing that, you know, it just is very simple. But do that, take care of the business, and you should be, we should feel your support. I I, I want to talk about this, too, because, you know, I had went right went went right into the hospital uh, right after I heard or saw this, and it was a very peculiar situation for me. You know, um, for all of my listenership, and the people that listen to me, again, I reiterate, I'm from Cashville, Tennessee. Nashville, Tennessee. Big F-O-G-F-O. Nashville vibrations, right? Tennessee, we doing pretty good in music. Memphis has got a stronghold um, on it. And um, as far as podcasting, you know, um, you're dealing with it. When, you, when you're looking at me, you're dealing with it, you know. So we, 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 um, we, we feel good about where we at, but we got a lot of work to do. You know, we got a lot more work to put in you know it's so it's so far i gotta go and so much more i gotta try to help and teach and become a trampoline of source of information and, and and opportunity for this whole area just to understand that prosperity 
is way more profitable, man, than violence. You know what I'm saying? We gotta we gotta switch the mindsets in regards to that. But nonetheless, um, I saw well uh, News Channel Five a guy named Phil Collins that uh been been around for a while. Um, he he did a he did a um a special on Gideon's army. Um and and Hambino, um, shout out Hambino. See these these guys have been on my podcast, and I know these guys to be generals, and I know these guys to um to be in a situation to try to help the community out, right? So LT's been on my podcast, um, and and Hambino's been on my podcast. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna run this clip of what News Channel Five um did. On this, and then we're gonna come back with some commentary and and and, a, and a approach, and just try to figure out, man. Um, you know what? What do we do, man? Like, what do we do in regards to um when there's an issue? Because that one thing is clear: they can't reach in the ghetto and speak. That's clear. At some point, we gotta understand. Um, we only can talk to us. And I think sometimes when when we communicate to when we communicate that, they tend to try to use us against us, right? See, past and future is different. Then and now, those things are different. You know what I'm saying? So it's important to always remember that, man. And um, we'll see what they got to say. Let's 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 see because they got they got some shit. They got some stuff going on. Let's see. To save a life or a deal with the devil? Tonight, that's the question about a Nashville nonviolence group's teaming up with a local gang figure. In an investigation you will only see here, Chief Investigative Reporter Phil Williams discovered that taxpayer-funded group Gideon's Army may have ignored major warning signs that would ultimately lead to more violence. Gideon's Army says it's all about making communities safer, but our questions about the mistakes made in their alliance with a prominent gang figure began with questions about the murder of a little girl. The 911 call captured a mother's anguish and a child's trauma. What's the location? Back in April, a hail of gunfire shattered the night of Nashville's Cumberland View housing projects, an area known as Dodge City. Three-year-old Jamela Marlowe was one of three people caught in the crossfire. Jamela never made it home. I left my baby at the hospital in a morgue. That is not right for a three-year-old to be in a morgue. At this age, she was an innocent baby. It came on the second night of grief in the neighborhood over the shooting death of a local gang figure. Video from social media shows a visual the night before that had erupted into a gun-waving celebration of life. The deceased man, Cleveland Shaw, was a paid employee of the nonviolence group Gideon's Army. What we do is we take people who are credible messengers and we mentor them and we help to pull them off the streets and help them to transform their lives. And Cleveland was in that process, but it's a process. Cleveland is a sacrifice for dying to the project. At Shaw's funeral, Gideon's Army's Hambino Godbody and other group leaders hailed him as a violence interrupter and a neighborhood hero. 
Because we know the police didn't know part of the law like Cleveland because they don't like black men who know how to carry themselves and protect and protect and provide like their children. But the truth about the Gideon's Army employee, our investigation discovered, is much more complicated. Inside the three-wheel vehicle that Shaw was driving, police found three high-powered firearms, even though he was legally prohibited from carrying a weapon because of a domestic violence conviction. That was under investigation for a homicide. The admitted shooter, Carice Crawford, the estranged boyfriend of Cleveland Shaw's sister, recorded this Facebook Live on his way to meet police, where he told them he shot Shaw in self-defense. Police believe Shaw had also shot up Crawford's car and his mother's house the night before. Fatuga refuses to believe it. They don't have any video of that and the dead men tell no tales. What was his reputation? He was the shot caller. He was the OG for that gang and his word was final. And, and people feared him? Yes. This undercover Metro Police gang detective knew Cleveland Shaw as the money-flashing head of a street gang that called itself the Dodge City Young Gunners, DCYG for short. The song sung at that vigil back in April was a tribute to the gang. The balloons were the gang's colors, part of what police say is the 5-2 or 5 Go get me it was the same gang from which Hambino Godbody came before he was busted in 2012 for trafficking cocaine. You in a dope gang? You better cash the out right now. A gang that the Gideon's Army leader just saluted in a Facebook post on May 2nd, 5-2. DCYG is a very violent street gang here in Nashville. They have no loyalties to anyone else but their, their own gang. What is their source of income? Narcotics and robberies. According to Gideon's Army, Cleveland Shaw began working as a volunteer in March 2020 after the tornado that hit North Nashville. But when the tornado happened, in Cumberland View, Cleveland was the first person to come with food, you know, to R. feed R. the community. Shout out. I'm with the Gideon's Army. Uh, I'm, go check on the office, homie. Then in October, Gideon's Army put Shaw on the payroll supposedly to keep the peace in the same projects where his criminal activity had resulted in his being banned from the property. And when police arrested Shaw to enforce the no trespassing order, Gideon's Army portrayed him as a victim. What I'm being arrested for? Trespassing. For what? Trespassing. A victim of overly aggressive policing. You put him to work in Cumberland View knowing that he was banned from that property. I didn't understand the the ban list in that way. He had been there the whole time. Would I like to To try to get the Metro Housing Agency to take Shaw off the ban list, Gideon's Army produced this video showing neighborhood children talking about how Shaw has showered them with money. Even though records showed that in a pending court case, Shaw swore he didn't have a job, didn't make any money, didn't receive government assistance. Where did you think he was getting his money? We were paying him, Phil. <laughs> this ain't anything. When he showed up after the tornado, where did you think he was getting his money? We, we didn't ask because he, he didn't do that for us. He did that for the community. They didn't ask. And that may have been just the first Maybe warning sign donations. that the group overlooked or ignored. Later in this newscast, we reveal other evidence that the gang leader wasn't the hero that Gideon's army has tried to claim. Two-piece special on this. Um, 
And they portrayed that, you know, they portrayed Cleveland in a real bad light, man, amidst his death. And I think that's kind of, that's a bit much, dog. Like, that's, that's kind of crazy. I mean, if I would say that, I would say this. If Gideon, if Gideon's army is that bad that you're saying, then you probably wouldn't have to use the person that's deceased that couldn't, that can't respond for themselves to prove that. They are, right? They should probably have, you should probably have somebody that's, you know, that can defend the accusations that maybe you're bringing up against them. Um, I mean, all is fair in communication, right? So, I mean, if we're this bad of a situation, you know, it's like, yo, you, that dude acts can't of violence speak for allegedly seven, committed right? by some of Gideon Army's own right, let's people. run this. Good evening. Tonight, News Channel 5 investigates uncovers serious questions about a popular social justice group and its claims to have dramatically reduced crime in North Nashville. Those claims have given Gideon's army growing political clout in the city, but an exclusive News Channel 5 investigation has discovered those claims ignore real violence, including acts of violence allegedly committed by some of Gideon army's own people. News Channel 5 chief investigative reporter Phil Williams has the results of a six-month investigation. Phil. Well, guys, Gideon's Army claims it deserves another million dollars of your money because it was able to eliminate violent crime in a Nashville neighborhood that's so notorious it got its own song. But our investigation discovered, despite the group's best intentions, those claims are just not true. I'm born and raised from over here, so it's like it's home for me. Here in the Cumberland View housing projects of North Nashville, an area whose violent history long ago earned it the nickname Dodge City, we had witnessed how leaders of Gideon's army have tried to upend the notion that it's up to police to impose law and order. It's about creating safe safe zones and safe Shout spaces out while children can be children. And our, and our elderly can, now let me say this walk too. around. Arguing that it's up to the community. Let me say this about LT. LT for shit show. You know, he he he's every day he he's striving for. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, them dudes got good people in them organizations, man. I can, you know, so I just don't, like I say, man, it's, it's unfortunate that the news take these type of um, approaches to us, right? You got to give us, you know, damn, if we doing that bad... Like, don't use my pass on me if I'm doing that bad. You got me now, don't you? Why you keep bringing up, listen, I hate somebody that do that. I hate a person that do that. I gave you this. Uh, uh, or I gave you some money. Yo, bro, stop. You bring. Yo, if I'm what you saying I am, you should have something right now. If you the big dog and all this and that, what's going on right now? And then to be able to use somebody. That what's the name is is very weird, but but LT is getting certificates and every day helping people with training and working out and and everything. And I see video of of him being on in the community doing this one two every day. So like it's weird, man. It's I don't know. It seemed like some kind of disconnect. Now what they saying <clears throat> numbers wise, I can't confirm or deny. I don't know. I don't know about that. I'm talking about the quality of individual that I'm speaking about in regards to LT. You see what I'm saying? 
And him being old, you know, like I say, he done been on my show as well. And he, like I say, I'm always seeing him doing what he doing. But to paint that whole organization like that, that's kind of wild. Self to find peace and harmony. We put the, the, the love in the jail here, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we make sure, you know, where it ain't no violence going on, you know? But this scene from the neighborhood back in August reveals another side of Gideon's Army's efforts. Residents decided to make it difficult for police who came there to arrest a convicted killer wanted for violation of his federal probation. That man, Charles Brooks, was a paid employee of Gideon's Army. Court and police records reveal he was also one of the people involved in this shootout in the neighborhood back in April. The focus is on what people see as being the failures of Gideon's Army. Gideon's Army founder Rashida Fatuga doesn't see that incident as a reflection on her group. We lose people in war and I'm sure, you know, generals and everybody try to, to save everybody that they can. It just doesn't happen that way. So you guys are all violence interrupters. What does that mean exactly? Clearly, we interrupt the violence. Those efforts have brought them national attention along with taxpayer money and public donations. Getting his Army tax returns showed that in 2019-2020, the group took in almost $1.5 million, some of that taxpayer money from the Tennessee Department of Human Services. We're asking that you please fund Gideon's Army uh, with the million dollars that's been added. This summer, Fatuga and her group convinced Metro Council to approve another million dollars for violence and eruption programs like theirs. What I, what I find interesting in those situations, you see how you use certain names when he's in court and he's talking, but then he use total different names that's not in court. Talk like It's like, okay, so you're mixing these things up. In my, I don't, I'm trying to understand what's happening here. You see what I'm saying? The name I just heard you use that asked the judge for the money to, to fund Gideon's Army um, being effective in the community isn't the same names I've been hearing you saying, but yet you'll use those names to paint Gideon's army, but won't use that name to paint Gideon. Maybe I'm not making sense. Let's go. Let's run it back. Part of their pitch, their record in Cumberland View. We had no shootings, no homicides, no robberies, no carjackings, nothing for almost a year, 10 months. And that's been unheard of. But we checked, and during the 10 months when Guinean's Army says there was no violence here, police received 38 calls about shootings, shots being fired, or people with weapons. So we don't deny that those, uh, we don't deny, we've never said that those didn't happen. What, what time period are you measuring? So I guess that would be four months. So, so you're saying maybe it wasn't 10 months without violence? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying what I understand is that it had been 10 months. Among those shootings was that gun battle back in April, but Fatuga says the shootout allegedly involving her own employee doesn't count. There's a difference between shootings and contact so shootings. So now he's talking so to between what? Shootings and contact shootings. What we measure is who has been But why you don't use some, you know, somebody else's background in, in, in is what I'm saying. You can't use one person to paint and especially someone that can't defend themselves. Like, that's weird. That's right, because no one was hit by the gunfire. Gideon's army doesn't count it as an act of violence. That damn clip, they sound like they ended out a 15-round clip. 
It's ridiculous. Nor did it count this gun battle in July 2020 between two rival gangs, again, apparently because no one was actually shot. Metro National 911, what's the address of your emergency? It's a, it's a black charger shooting at this car. There was also an incident a month earlier. There was two uh, cars that were chasing each other, shooting at each other. When a chase that began in Cumberland View ended in one car running another off the road a few miles away. Multiple witnesses identified Gideon's Army volunteer Cleveland Shaw, a local gang figure, as the suspect in the case. I was calling because there was a, a shootout in Dodge City. And when a man was shot two weeks later, the Gideon's Army volunteer was again identified as a suspect. The group didn't count that one either. As for the alleged involvement of two of her own people in three separate shootings. And neither were charged or convicted. And this is supposed to be a democracy. And what we do is we hand hand out convictions before anyone has had their due process. And that's not fair. And after Shaw went on the group's payroll, there was another shooting in the neighborhood this past March. Surveillance cameras captured the Gideon's Army employee holding what investigators described as an AK-47 type weapon. Shaw would end up being killed in another shootout not far from the neighborhood this past April. Police say they believe the man who shot Shaw was acting in self-defense. Still, Fatuga makes no apologies. I will say, Phil, that this work isn't pretty. I will say, Phil, that it might be a kid in North Nashville who we lose tomorrow. It might be a young adult that we're working with, paid, unpaid, that we're trying to do everything that we can to change their lives, but at least we are doing something. Now, after our interview, we followed up with Ms. Fatuga to give her a chance to document her claims about how Gideon's Army's efforts have reduced violence, but she never responded to that question. We also checked police calls for service, and that data just does not show any major changes. Phil, there are a lot of people in the community who've had some positive interactions with Gideon's Army. Right, so is there any question about their good intentions? You know, absolutely not. And a lot of people do think they have some good ideas, but these are complicated issues, and it's important to be honest, for the sake of the people who live in this community, the people you heard in those 911 calls, when bullets are still flying, and when people continue to live in fear. Rory. Hands out. They own them. Convincing the council to allocate a million dollars of taxpayer money. Tells the public it's all about justice, peace, and harmony. But now an exclusive News Channel 5 investigation has discovered a side of the group most have never seen. News Channel 5 chief investigative reporter Phil Williams spent six months combing through the social media of the group's leaders. And what he uncovered is sure to raise questions about what your tax dollars are supporting. My ask is for funding support in the amount of $1 million. Please love and unity. We are together. This past summer, Gideon's Army went to the Metro Council with hands out. What's up, y'all? Convincing the council to allocate a million dollars of taxpayer money for violence prevention efforts like theirs. And I challenge everybody. Wherever you from, stop the violence in your own community. Gideon's Army founder Rashida Fatuga says the group's work with the kids of North Nashville. So we need Gideon's Army to come back. It's what Gideon's Army is really all about. We work to eliminate the root causes of the prison pipeline, save our children from death and incarceration, save all children from death and incarceration. All that nice guy approach. 
But buried among social media posts by some of Gideon's Army's frontline leaders, we discovered a side of the group that most of the public has never seen. And I'm talking about the Caucasian race, man. You know what I mean? Ever since they've been on this motherfucking planet, they have caused chaos, confusion, destruction. Hambino Godbody, as he's known in the streets, is outreach coordinator for Gideon's Army and heads up the group's violence interruption program. It was the murder of George Floyd that led Godbody to post this video about white people, a video that he recently reposted insisting what I'm speaking is true history. We need to come to our senses and realize that they are who they are. Let's quit trying to make them be what they like, and that's naturally good human beings because they must not. While George Floyd experienced the direct trauma of that, there's still a secondary trauma that we as black people often do experience when we see someone strangled to death by the police. When have any people on the earth ever lived in peace with white people? I wait. Yeah, I thought so. Never. Godbody even posted this article on Facebook that suggests an ancient scientist created Caucasians who, quote, became an out-of-control pestilence to humanity and the planet itself. I get uh, being ticked off about racism, but, but if a white person said all black people are bad, would you have problems with them getting taxpayer funding? It is not the same situation. Gideon's army receives funding. Gideon's army receives funding. And, and this is we, one of your top but let me finish. saying this. Let me finish. We determine the direction and the mission of Gideon's army. Y'all want to know what real kings, warriors, and gods do? Huh? They wage war on their enemies. We've been motherfucking passive too long. Then there's Chef Mike True, Gideon's Army's community director, a position that sometimes puts him on the streets with the area's children. Start teaching your children how to shoot. Start equipping your children with weapons. Teach them how to stick somebody with a knife. True recorded this rant after the killing of Ahmad Arbery, suggesting that the community needed to be ready to defend itself. But it didn't stop there. And I done said it when Daniel Hambrick was shot, and I'm going to say it again. If the, any of you white motherfuckers ever shoot my child, I swear to God, I'm going to go motherfucking Baghdad around this True had been front and center when Gideon's Army accepted a $100,000 check from the gun control group Moms Demand Action. But listen to his ideas for dealing with issues like mass incarceration. Y'all want to know how to overturn the prisons? Say the system. Y'all know how many of us it is? Y'all know anything about prison riots? Huh? They ain't got enough people to kill all of us. They ain't got enough people to kill all of us. Are those kind of comments in keeping with your mission? The police also call themselves Nashville's guardians. But I'm asking about getting the army. army. I hear you. I hear you. And every officer also holds different opinions. We have got to level up. We have got to train ourselves. We have got to protect ourselves. After the George Floyd killing, True yeah, argued true. that the answer was to make police fear getting killed when they come into black communities. I know of incidents in Chicago where police tried to arrest people and the city, like, man, they came out and was, wasn't having it. The police packed up and left like, man, we just going to tuck our tail and leave. It ain't even worth it. You see what I'm saying? Because they knew 
that them people they was dealing with, it's going to be a gunfight. And those officers ain't ready to die. But he's talking about wanting the community to threaten to kill cops. I don't take it that way, Phil. I don't, I don't really want to get in a tit for tat with what one of, you know, my team members has said, especially in a time where we are feeling afraid for our lives. Do you guys get vaccinated? No. Boothmen have also posted misinformation about COVID vaccines at a time when the city has tried to convince residents to protect themselves from the virus. And they hurting a bunch of you motherfuckers to the death now with this vaccine. True even took aim at Meharry Medical College President Dr. James Hildreth. They using him to sell you the dream of safety because he's studied epidemiology. He's the leading doctor in infectious disease. Mocking Hildreth's impressive medical credentials. All that mean is that you learned how to be a good house do what they say do long enough to learn their mentality and you the, the token boy or poster boy to spread that infestation amongst our people. Are you concerned that this type of rhetoric will reflect badly on Gideon's army? It is my hope that the people of Nashville will remember the origins of Gideon's army and that the people of Nashville will know us by our work and by, you know, the results that we have had in Nashville in a short amount of time. That's Phil Williams reporting. You can see those controversial social media posts. Man, a lot going on, a lot going on, a lot going on. All right, um, so Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle dropped his um, comedy special on Netflix. And I'm going to be honest, I appreciate it from a different perspective. You know, a couple of things um, that I was thinking about, you know, as dealing, as listening to it, I'm like, yo, he's kind of changed what comedy is, Um not necessarily change what comedy is, because you still got people doing their thing. You got Schultz and them doing it, his his little way of comedy. Rogan still doing his thing. Bert, Tom, you got a whole bunch of them. Then on our side, you still got a little Duval kicking high, Cat Williams kicking high, Chris Rock. You know, so it's it's several different ways to do this stand up thing. But when we listen to to Dave, he's kind of turned these things into TED talks, right? There's comedy there, um, and to me, I wonder, did that bring the, is that, see, I, I got to, I got to always, I got to always remember when I view things, I view it through my lens, right? So, to me, that seems easier. I would have to ask, like I would probably ask Schultz or, or one of these comedians, is the way that Dave is doing comedy, is it easier that way? Right, because it, 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 I think to get that laugh to come is a very that that's a very hard thing to do, right? But the, he's he's changed it from the laugh to keeping you engaged, like basically, you know, platform friendly, very platform friendly because he's keeping you engaged. The problem is if you're a comedian and you come out and you're not hitting, you'll lose the audience. Right. I'm just saying if they're watching it, if you're in the building, you still got me. I'm probably not going to get up and leave. But if I'm watching it on Netflix, 
the way that Dave Chappelle is doing it, it fits their business model. Stay on the platform longer because he's not rapid firing jokes, which nobody's saying that that's the way you have to do comedy. I'm just trying to examine what he's doing because because I'm telling you something. I appreciate it from a totally different perspective than comedy. Like, I know it's comedy. It's a comic, the greatest one of the goats doing it. But it's it's like it's evolved. He's evolving what, what it is, you know, from a consumer standpoint when I watch it. Because I'm basically like an hour and 30 minutes or whatever it is, I'm literally glued into what this dude is saying. And what I see with amateur com- comedy guys uh, sometimes they depend on the crowd so much that they'll start to rush the shot. I noticed with Dave Chappelle, no matter what, he doesn't speed that cadence up. He will not get out of that cadence. Either you come down to my level or you miss the message. You see, lucky for him, he's been able to bring a lot of people, not my level, come down because I or come up, whichever way you're viewing it. But you have to come to my match, my frequency, whatever that is. And then if you can tap into that frequency, I got you. You know what I'm saying? And 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 the problem with, with, with comedy like or comedians or uh, amateurs that I've seen, because i kind of been watching it, because, you know, I, I, I like the art form and study it. Um, and, you know, they kind of rush it because the crowd ain't giving them what they, you know, you know, they're expecting something from the crowd that's not coming. So they're trying to force the shot or force it or force it. And I noticed that Dave, no matter what, he may take a long pause and then hit the mic for the laugh. Like all those little things means nothing to the consumer, but to the creative and to the, it does something to your experience. See that you don't even know that it done to the experience. You see what I'm saying? I'm talking about his layers to it, but I appreciated that from a different perspective. He got a lot of backlash. Um, he spoke about the baby. He spoke about, um, LGBT community. He spoke about one of his friends that was, um, I think it was a trans woman. Uh, and it showed him a lot of love that ended up um, killing herself or committing suicide. R.I.P. Uh, to her. Um, but it was a it was a dance. He 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 did. And um, see the thing the thing about comedy is really the only art form that's left alone. It's really the only art form that's left alone in this day and age. And I won't even say left alone because they even get bothered, you know. But it's probably one of the more freer. Um, Art forms uh, that the world has to offer in this cancel culture type of era. And Dave Chappelle walks that line because it's important that everything ain't ain't controlled, you know. Um, And again, if it's information coming out of it, man, I don't know. Like, yo, man, like I can appreciate it. You know, my concern is, though, with comedy, um, a lot of people going to start trying to attach that to their name, man. And um. Like I'm really into it, so I'm I'm gonna start really looking into it. But some people are gonna start just attaching it to their name and um and um and using it as a shield because it's almost the last art form where you're able to even say anything. You know what I'm saying? You won't really see any other um any other group of people. You know, be able to operate in that way and say some of those things. Uh, under the guise of it, of it being jokes, I see a lot of people say Dave Chappelle talked about the baby killing someone in Walmart and not being viewed a certain way, 
versus saying something to the LGBT community and being viewed a certain way. The only difference in that is self-defense. I've seen that point made, so we're not breaking new ground with that. The problem I have, though, is following that. Um, there was a lot of coalitions coming out. I mean, it was the right wing, the right wing San Francisco 49ers called for Netflix to pull uh, his special. The problem with that is you never see these coalitions when someone's murdered. We got Daniel Hambrick in Nashville. I still ain't let that go, man. A lot of y'all, you know, um, talk this talk, man, and we don't really see no help, you know, when in regards to when some certain people get killed by the police or people get killed or violence in 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 totality. Information being given to the neighborhood. Knowing how to fish, knowing how to go get some money, understanding what the next move need to be, critical thinking, not being a fake gangster. I have a despise for that, you know, because I understand it's destruction on the other side. You know, I see people, uh, go, you know, waging war against uh, gang banging. You know, I don't take it that far because I don't understand it from that perspective. But I, but, but I have a disdain for uh, the destruction of of the mind. You know, of these young dudes, man, and um, it, it 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 to me, it hits you so in a place where you can't really be soft about it. You know, because what happens is there's life at stake. There's 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 life at stake. You playing these little games, it's life at stake. You understand? And the things that you your 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 the things that you get. You got to hope that they are useful when you get where you're going. And a lot of times, everything you get come from somewhat. Listen, boy, everything you get from your mama most times, and I, everybody know I'm a mama's boy. Everything you get from your mama as a man, most of those things will not be useful when you get where you're going as a man. You got to hope and pray that along the line you pick up other things that's going to be useful when you get where you're going. The critical information that you get as a man going through life is is is, is where you're going to have to, hopefully you'll be able to make up for some of the misinformation because all they trying to do is give you what they think they know. But they don't know what it's like to go play in that ball game because they ain't never played in that ball game. They just viewed the game. You see what I'm saying? So it, it be so it, it be so much involved, man, that um I don't see these coalitions come out. I don't see the coalitions call for the firing of Derek Chauvin. You know, I see NAACP and certain things like that sometimes, BLM, stuff like that. But I'm talking people that's calling for the the pulling of the special. I've never heard of, and that's I'm not saying that as a slight, I'm saying that as a your reach. What we why I gotta hear why the first time I hear from you it gotta be for canceling a black dude? Why the first time we got why why y'all don't never call for conversation? Hey yo, the Woo the Woo Coalition called for Dave Chappelle to come meet us on Harvard. Um come meet us at Harvard for a conversation with a professor about X, Y, and Z to educate. Because again, that's what I'm trying to tell you. When, when, these people got one way of doing things. And that's why it's important that I, people like me get in position because I don't view things from two to every single way that it can be viewed to the point where I haven't been able to do much else. 
ain't been able to do much else Because all I do is try to figure shit out That's not a, a penalty I, I That's luxury for me That's being rich for me Being able to You dig what I'm saying So it's all about perspective But I enjoyed the special um, Dave Chappelle one of the greatest in the world I'm sure I have another point on it soon So after Dave Chappelle spoke about the baby's murder or self-defense uh, situation. Michael Blackston then called him out and said, Dave Chappelle just snitched on the the baby. They didn't even know nothing about that. So now you, you like, you basically ran him hot. Um, that has become Michael Blackston's game. That's his brand, right? When a big comedian does something, come to him. You know what I'm saying? Come to him for the critique of it or the critique of the, you know, that culture. You know, and so um, the thing about comedians, boy, that you see how they don't get, they seen it on, them couldn't have been two rappers. There were two rappers right now, it'd be entourages somewhere right now shooting at each other. If them was two rappers right now, it'd be entourages right now shooting at each other. You see what I'm saying? It wouldn't be just no friendly. And then Dave Chappelle, he was at the Dave Chappelle show. He was at the Dave Chappelle show shortly after that. So, Nah, it wouldn't have been that. It would have been some smoke about that. It would have been a problem. So it's good to even see they able to do that. And then them grown men, man. But 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 um, that story about that transgender, that touched me, Uh, what Dave Chappelle was talking about, man, because that lady just wanted to meet him, Um, ended up meeting him, you know, saying he was a great guy, loved him. Uh, She ended up being a comedian. He let her get on stage, try to help out, you know, um, when that when all that happened with that last special and 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 the, and the community went at him, um, you know she stood up for him, and um, got slandered online, you know, and um, I think she ended up like I said end up ends up end up transitioning. So that was a hell of a thing, man. And he and he uh, set up a fund or something for her children, some probably some money and stuff. So. <clears throat> that's a that's a mean situation to be in right there, for real. Can I reply now? Absolutely. Yes, that's true. In in my scenario, all the ices and issues go start podcasts and just run them. Yeah, you can do wait, that, but and not be wait, okay. wait, 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 stop. And as you run them, you do it with knowledge of all the different pathways to make a dollar. Mm-hmm. And it's millions of them. Mm-hmm. And now y'all as creators figure it out as you go. And you'll run into some hurdles, but you'll get to your destination because it's too much money. Hopefully. And you know. And you know. I'm saying you know. Yeah. I know. You know it's there. That's Remember a fact. I was like, yo, if you knew you could put your dick on. All right. So let me catch y'all up. What we're listening to right now is um, Joe Budden. We're about to get into a situation where he spoke about have a meeting, having a meeting with a podcaster uh, that's getting some numbers. Um, and it was a very unique encounter. Now, um, right now we're just kind of tapping in. We don't even know where they're at. But let's listen to a little bit, and then we'll we'll come back and speak on it. Get 350. You mm-hmm. say you do it because you know. Mm-hmm. You know. So it's different. What I'm saying is, in my scenario, since Elvis, uh-huh. they've never let us know. Even today, we don't know how to they make the don't money. Let us know, right? Because they want you to say, 
I need that. I need you. Hey, but all of these. That's capitalism. It's monetizing now. I could get money from here and here and here and here. But they in on the apps. And if you get 10 cents from all of them, you might have a dollar. But what they're doing with your rights, because you're right, we walk right in and sit down and start recording in somebody else's house. Yeah. So, yeah, that happens when that happens. In my story, the creators don't feel like they have to do that. In my story, I may stop right now. I'm not sure. It's not many that don't feel like that. Shut up, bitch. No, but to your point, that's why I shut up. And what he's talking about, because I know I just punched y'all in, is um, is TikTok ruining music and the consumption of music? Um, And will it ruin the way that music is being created? Therefore, some of the real musicians never get a shot by default because the whole business is now tied into a 10 second clip that TikTok loves. Right. And so that story uh, conversation evolves into now them talking about um, just how to get money with the information, how to get money with the views, with the listens, with the clicks, with the impressions, with the CPM, how to understand and look at the analytics and uh, uh, the demo and the retention and all of these things. And then how to uh, analyze that and actually pitch that in a way uh, where you actually are profitable is, is also another thing as well. So. Um, just wanted to catch y'all up. Yo, I went to have a meeting the other day. Here we go. After my year of clearing people out, getting people away from me, because transparently, I've had a year of talking to creators that don't really know what they're talking about. I was just about to say that. They have no idea what they're you talking about. Took the I go sit down mind. with this gentleman, popping podcast, popular. I asked him to go to dinner with me. He came, came with his man, must be his businessman, but I didn't, who cares? Uh He says, so what do I owe the pleasure? I said, nothing. I just want to have dinner. You're looking at a broken man. You're looking at it respectfully. You know, I think um, what they've done to Joe Budden, see how he's, he's afraid. He think everybody wants some egg. He got, you know, he, he can't, you know, he, he's, he's in a weird place, man. They broke his spirit, man. They done broke him down, man. That last year, now he's still Joe Budden. And he's still operating at a high level. Still a great podcast. Ish, I feel like, it's the only thing that's keeping him halfway, you know. And he'll be okay. It's, it'll take time. He'll be all right, but... They done effectively broke him down with the move that was made with Rory and Maul. And it ain't because that he's weak. It's because he never saw it coming. People like me, people like Joe, people that's, you know, critical thinkers, maybe. I'm a counselor, so I don't know what everybody else is. But you consider a whole bunch of things. You consider the woman leaving. You consider the money leaving. You consider the deal not coming. You consider walking away from 50 million, 30 million, 10 million, whatever it is. You consider the car breaking down. You consider the house, something may happen. You prepared if somebody kicked the door in. You prepared if somebody, you know, it's so many things you was prepared and aware of that when one get through there and you didn't see it, it hit different. And that is what he's dealing with after the Rory and Maul debacle. And I think that they're making him rebuild. 
Like when I look at Ish and Ice And we'll get back into this But when I look at Ish and Ice And they don't even see the player Why he's trying to tread lightly on the Facebook topic I don't have any deals I got one deal with Facebook I don't want to like Like I'm trying to dance around the Facebook thing But I, I know Ish has enough sense that if he knew kind of how these things work, he would put two and two together because his his mind is gone. Ice probably just don't. He ain't tapped in. He might not. Oh, I wasn't even thinking about it, bro. But it's a Facebook deal in place. That's literally probably one of the only deals that currently is out on the forefront for his podcast. So we got to communicate in a certain way about Facebook. They they do give money out. You see, Jaden them got something over there. They give money out over there. It's money everywhere. You hear him talk about it. But when you hear a man say, hey, soon as a young up and coming impressionable podcaster is looking at you like the head of the, you done made it all the way up to the mountain. Oh, man, what do I owe the pleasure? Nothing, nothing. I don't want nothing, bro. Nothing. I don't want anything from you. I don't. It's paranoia attached to that. Everybody's acting like, I, that, you know, because you got to think. It's a lot going on when you get to the top. You take a lot of arrows, man. You're doing good. I spoke to you last year, and you were doing good. Mm. So this is just a check-in. I don't want nothing from you. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. We keep talking. He says, yeah, man, but how do I get these ads? Hook me up. I said, no. Why would I do that? That doesn't even sound. Hold up. I don't, Parks, I love you, bro. I don't want to hear from you about this kind of stuff. You're doing great. A lot of people, uh, you, you've been put in a great position, bro. Like, come on, bro. It sounded right to me. It mm -hmm. did sound right to me. Yeah, of course, because he's supposed to ask that. He's supposed to ask that. I'm getting numbers. Fuck you mean it don't sound right? That's what I be saying, bro. It be a bunch of you. See, man, let me relax. Because see, see how quick I could have went right there. And that's what they paid me for. But I'm trying, I'm figuring something out about that. They Right now, they hope I keep doing that so they can take it. So I got to chill with that for just a second. But um, you got to be careful with your communication when you're talking about creators, bro. Especially being a white man in a hip-hop culture where you've been lended so much privilege. And we not saying you don't deserve it. We know you want us deep down up under the hip-hoppity-hippity. I'm talking about want us from that perspective, not the other one. You could never touch that other side that I come from. But from the hip-hop backpack, headphone, you know, understand 808s and hi-hat thing, you want us. And I feel as though you ride with us. But when we go to talking about a black person coming to a black person about information in this game where there's none left out and I'm actually got traction in this game, respectfully, I'm going to ask you to bow out that conversation with all due respect. I think that the people that need to have that conversation need to be at the forefront of understanding what it's like to be oppressed in this game, in this industry from that perspective. Because you hear Joe Budden 20 years in crying about information. Still, hey man, with Elvis, they never showed us. That's what we are. 20, 30 years bouncing in and out of y'all game and still don't know much of nothing. Allow us to figure this out amongst each other.
while we're breaking new ground with this. We need to be able to come over there and say, yo, we need. I need to be able to push up on one of them and say, yo, I need some information about the egg game. What do I do? What? I told y'all I talked to um, 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 Chris Monroe. He didn't say that. He gave me some game about the ad game. Send me the numbers over. I'll take a look at it, see what's going on. There's still good people in the game, but I'm telling you, dealing with he's dealing with paranoia because we're in a game when, when you are black, when you got this skin color, you in this game and you deal with things from a different perspective. You you treat it different, you receive different, you in you 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 you're 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 acknowledged different. You understand me? Everything about you is different than the square. Sounded like somebody with a popping podcast that should be making something, but ain't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Talking to somebody else saying, how did you do it? Relay the information. But uh, I was saying, no, I'm not telling you shit. Took me fucking 30 years, mad bumps and bruises to get this shit number one. But the real so- reason is. You're not at the spot in your journey to do the correct thing with the information. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna. I'm gonna call bullshit on that. Respectfully to Joe Button and whoever the guy is that had the dinner with Joe Button. This is what this comes in at. You got to know how to respect the game. I'm going to sit with Joe Button. I'm going to sit with somebody that just lost his two biggest ho- co-hosts that he had on his network. Still funding a couple of more podcasts. He's he's probably in the red somewhere or have to appear to be in the red to be to not be out of a hundred two, three hundred thousand dollars dealing with Rory and Maul and them. I need to be coming to Joe showing him how I'm adding value so we can make money together. You gotta you gotta make money with Joe. Let him see some money in there because I'm I'm already sitting on Loss on top on top of loss, and then they come at me and say, give, give something else away for free. I got people shooting, doing all this to me, and then they come and say, give some more information out for free. Now, come at me and say, look, can we do a year contract? Um, splits to be this, 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 and this. I'm going to work the deals, but I'm going to use your name. Give me free reign to use your name. You don't got to do no work. You just kind of get a check. We got 12-month plan going on. You see, and then he might see 60, 70, 80, 90, 100K in that, in that 12 months, and he didn't have to move him. And, and, and now, it's, now the light cuts on. But the dinner, to come to the dinner and then ask, how do I make money without you involved? That's a crazy thing. That shows me you don't got no game. I'm game-related, so everything I look at, I look at from that perspective, dog. I don't make mistakes. Mistakes are for women and children. The mistakes I do make, I learn from them, so they lessons. I don't say I didn't. I didn't say I didn't do nothing wrong. I said I don't make mistakes. Again, I'm very careful with my communication, so don't try to use me against me because I'm gonna make you look dumb every single time. He said, "What do you mean?" I said, "Well, what do you want to do?" He said, "I'm thinking network to be honest with you." I said, "Okay, I like where you're going." <laughs> So you're going to come to dinner with me. You're going to tell me, you're going to ask me, how do I make money without you doing what you're doing and become your direct competition? And you think I'm going to give you some kind of business information. What's your numbers on audio? He said about 20,000. I said, about what's your numbers on video? 
Yeah, he said about 10,000. We get some subscribers. It's working its, its way up. Mm-hmm. I said, so the network approaches you. Tell me how much money you need to get that deal done he didn't right know. now. He didn't know. His first answer wasn't I don't know. That was his second answer. That's a guy that don't got no game. Hey, Joe, call me. My numbers are better than 20,000. My video is better than 20,000. My audio is better than 20,000. I'll make you 100K in 12 months. Call me. Don't worry. You dudes need some people that know how to hustle. I was selling I was selling water to wells. I was selling sand on the beach. You dudes are dealing with people that just probably know how to get in front of a mic and a, and a camera. This thing is a total package you must have. You can't be one of them. And I'm not one of them. Hit me up. My numbers are better than that. And let's make something happen. But there's still a very unique approach. And I, and I have to get a game out to the baby. Ego made you say a number. First answer. Guess. A fucking million dollars. This shows you don't know nothing. Respectfully to the dude, call me and hire me. You can hire me too, um, uh, homeboy. Whoever that is that's having those level uh, issues uh, in the game, call me and I'll explain a few things to you. A million dollars won't get it done um, in regards to uh, uh, a network. That means you don't understand nothing. I would want to leave at that point. He said, yo, for me to sign that, I need a million dollars. I said, check. Check, please. <laughs> Nothing for us to keep talking about. That's kind of what I meant. He said, what you mean? I said, you young creators are just hearing things and seeing things and blurting shit out. So I'm going to give you my plugs. They're going to ask what the numbers is looking like. You're going to tell them, and then you're going to say you want a million dollars, and you're going to mud up my name. Let me tell you before you waste your time. Nobody's giving you a million dollars off of these numbers. And if they do... You shouldn't want to take it because they take in all of your rights. But believing in you at this point where you know we're near a million dollars. So you niggas should just shut the fuck up. I poisoned too many of y'all by talking. So now (laughs) I ain't talking. (laughs) And and, and see, I told y'all back when he was going through that with Rory Maul, a lot of that he was dealing with, he created a lot of that. The understanding of ownership and all of that, he created that around those guys and they went for that. Had he never, had he not talked about that, I'm not sure a lot of it, because no, cre- no podcaster was talking about that kind of stuff. That's why he ended up being one of the biggest voices. It's very unique to be able to talk about the business like I do. It's very unique. They can't talk about it. They don't know it. They don't have the information. You know, they don't have the understanding, the critical thinking to be able to look through things and see what things are going, where they're headed, where they're coming from, the possibilities of the risk or the assessment. They don't know how to do it. Second answer was, yo, to be honest with you, I don't know. Well, because none of us know. I got two, I got two things to say. So two things. One, I was going to comment on what you said to me and I saying like, yo, we could go out and get ourselves hot. We couldn't do that. Uh-huh. Same with the indie artist. Uh-huh. You can't just go out and get yourself hot. And just to make myself clear, that's not what I was saying. I was saying if you knew all the ways to get the yeah, money yeah, and okay. you went and did your own. Now, saying now y'all too. that right, and that is where the label and music, that's where they're that. All right, so. Lies. Getting someone hot. We can get you hot. Right. We got the plugs to get you hot. We sure. can put the dollars behind. All right, so a couple of things I want to speak about, then I'm out. 
um, I find it interesting, right? That that Joe is in that position, but I know I know he's damaged. I know he's hurt. His people left him. You know, he's still kicking now. He's a warrior, but he's he's hurt. He's he's going through a lot. He doesn't have Charlemagne. Doesn't have none of the allies that he had. He's pigeonholed the brand to a place where I don't want to do interviews, so I put it all on my back. But he didn't have in mind that the two guys, now if it was him and his guys, oh yeah, we don't want to do interviews. We can go on tour, just us three, and sell it out everywhere, right? They did that a couple of times, but and deals were coming in with that team. You know, I think if new deals start to come in, he'll feel better. But he's clearly dealing with he's clearly dealing with a level of um, frustration with the game. See the gift and the curse. He gave him some money, but he took a lot from him to get that money. That's why, you know, you ever hear an old person say, be careful what you pray for. A lot of people I know, they pray to get rich. Oh, man, I got to please, Lord. I don't pray to get rich. I pray for the hustle to get rich. You got to be unique in your communication, you know. So a lot of people play to, pray to get rich. Lord, pray. Oh, Lord, I pray to get rich. Lord, next thing you know, they have a wreck or somebody, you know, maybe they one of their loved ones have a wreck with, with Walmart or something and die. So you got your wish. But look how you received it. You know, and so he's he, a, a lot's been taken from Joe Budden. Uh, extreme amount of pain is involved with the way he's viewing this game at this point. But I still don't think that excuse, that doesn't excuse the position that you're in and, and, and the, um, the gravity that comes with that. You're one of the biggest names in podcasting. You're a black male. We talk about information never being passed down, passed, passed around. Um, these people will literally be on a 15th deal trying to sell a five-minute spot to a to an ad company that wants a 10-minute spot and they only have five left. That's how much they, and they won't take the deal or pass it nowhere or nothing. Like, it's a weird place. But the idea that you can think that you will sit down with an up-and-coming podcast and he won't want any information about ads. Picture me sitting down with Diddy. And not being able to speak to him about my brand building process. About any ads to the, the, the revolt game or the You understand? We ain't talking about running up on him in Walmart like we at dinner. When we at dinner now, I feel as though game respect game. So you come to chop it up, I come to chop it up. We come to chop it up and eat a great meal and laugh and joke and talk deal points and red lines. You know? But the idea that I come there and I can't even get any information out of you or you don't want me to do anything that has anything to do with me furthering my process. Now, again, I think the young man didn't have enough game to understand, yo, you're dealing with somebody that's losing right now. Not totality, but has lost some things. You create value in, in the life of somebody that's done lost some things. Somebody get out the hospital. You make sure the bed is made, the house is quiet, the, the food is made, the, the pillows are fluff. Like, to make things better for the people that's in need, and then that's where you create your value. But you don't come to me and say, yo, man, I see you falling, man. Hey, yo, give me your, give me your plugs. 
Yo, give me all your plugs, man. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about doing the same thing you doing without you though, but with your plugs though. These the people that's in the game. When I'm dealing with enough information out the street and to know better than that, I come out the street knowing that, hey, man, if he done fell off, but his phone rattling, I got to let him get off a little bit to use that phone. I can't just go grab his phone and sell my whole pack every day. He going to hold the phone. Why would he give it to me? Just people are rather they people not get served than to let you sell them with your pack. Is that fair? I don't know. I wouldn't care. All I know is I need I need to get them sales. So let's try to figure out how to negotiate that. I'm a businessman. And that's at the end of the day and the beginning of the day. You understand me? So um, I wanted to talk about that because a lot of people, they come to me for that type thing. Like, yo, man. I know it be about the, the up and coming creator sitting down with the established creator or passing of the ball or passing us some information. Loon always talk about access to information, access to audience. What do we do to further? How do you promote it? What's going on with SEO? How do we? Because listen, boy, and, I, and I'm not going to talk about it. It's too much. Guy. I can't give it out like that because I'll be put, playing myself against myself like Joe Button. And I saw him make that mistake. I can't make that mistake. It's a lot I know I won't speak about. Because me knowing that keeps me ahead just a little bit, and um and um at the end of the day, I gotta I gotta I gotta secure the financial freedom of my family and my loved ones for the future. That's what this is about. Now after that, we can talk about building everything else. But the number one priority is not even me. It's bigger than me, you know. And until you got something like that, you fighting for you will never feel my pain. You know. I'm, Fresh out the hospital So Still trying to Get back to normal um, And get back comfortable Pod and shit So We'll talk about the WAC 100 going on um Million dollars worth of game And then we'll get out of here Let's uh, listen to what they said A little bit And then I'll bring back My thoughts on it Okay, so to put in context, they're talking about the, the reality of the situation in regards to street dude versus not street dude. What are what are the rules of the set? What are the rules of people that's uh, involved with the gang? Do you necessarily have to be a street dude to be a gang member? A lot of people will say no because CO's a gang, especially on the West Coast. You know, COs are gang members. A lot of different people are gang members. So a lot of people say, no, that's not necessary. Um, so that's the conversation that they're having. Let's go back. I'm supposed to be there. Nigga, listen. I no, 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 no. Because the set. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Wait, hold on. Because the set is broken up a different shit. The set is broken different up. A, hold on. You got niggas that. Hold on. Hold on. You Because we ain't had sets. You got niggas that get the bitches. Wait, 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 wait. wait. put the work can I, in. Can I, can I, can I, listen. Hustlers. Listen. They all listen, set together. Listen, we all. Listen. listen. Listen, everybody don't we know what everybody's doing. Bro. We had corners. Shit. We didn't have sets, so we hung on corners. So it might be a mixture. Corner set, same. It shit, might have been, shit. yeah. It might have been niggas who out there who was athletes. It might have been the niggas out no, there. No, who no, 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 no. It no. might have been niggas out there who was hustlers. It might have been niggas out there who was shooters. It might have been niggas out there that was robbers. And we all it, from the same and neighborhood. And when a pack of bitches so, pulled up and said, "The niggas on the next block said they finna pull up and get out on you, niggas." What did we tell the athletes to do? Oh, they already knew they had you to clear the scene. The athletes. They the athletes. I'm going on what he's saying. 
but everybody else was subject. Right, right, right. They not involved, right? You don't even let them niggas see that type of shit, right? Right, because they the athletes. They, they the, the niggas that's going to school. They, not a part they the, of the nigga set. that's doing good. Are you a good. street nigga? Of course. From the, Are you a street from, nigga? From the rip. I'm talking about okay. my origins. This is the problem I got with you selected politic and street niggas. Everybody want to talk about what this did. Anybody put any responsibility on the motherfucking streets for even allowing that to be on the block like let's, that? Let's, let's, Hold let's, on, no, for real, bro. We all spent all this time it, over it. here, right? Does let's anybody motherfucking talk about the responsibility, bro, of them streets? And let me go a little deeper, right? Does anybody fucking talk about who's the so-called street nigga recording a nigga, dropping a bag, and turning in the tape? Does anybody talk about Niggas is on the phone talk about what this man gave up for this and this and that to do this and this and that to where them alphabet boys is grab implementing him because of what these street niggas on the motherfucking phone talking about. Do anybody hold any responsibility to the street niggas violating every motherfucking code we was taught? Hey, and you know I'm clearing my message. Just blame on both sides, but to exempt six nine in any way is a is a is a mistake. Fuck all that. Nah, I don't fuck day, all that. You That's trying to give a nigga streets. a pass? You trying to give a nigga a pass for telling? Who? No, I'm not. You trying to give a nigga a pass for so telling? So what about they telling? Let's, come on, man. But they down for they telling. What about they tell? No, they no, talked no, no. on the phone. They down. They stood we, up. No, no, listen, listen, so, so, listen. So, so we got caught. Plenty well, of niggas talk on the phone let and get ask, caught. Let me ask you a question. Plenty of niggas talk on the phone and get caught. It's what you do let me, let me after you get caught talking no, on the phone. Hey, listen, when my they nigga. say, "Hold on, listen, play, that's you listen, right there." Listen. If yeah, you dog, bring, we gotta kill that if nigga. You bring, listen, this is real shit. If I take a square nigga's car and go rob a store and come back and they got the plates and they knock on his door and say, "Hey, man." Your car was using commission of robbery on this day. That man is not snitching. You're going to say, well, whack 100 don't have my car. Let me ask you a question. I shouldn't have took this car. Okay, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait. Something here. I didn't roll oh, beats because oh, I had oh, to. Oh, Listen, oh. I didn't roll beats because okay, I had to. I can get so do, do, do you manage Chucky? Do you manage him? Who was Chucky? His name is 6ix9ine. Respect him. Respect. <laughs> I ain't got to do none of that. Oh, do, no. you manage, do you manage Six yeah. 6ix9ine can't be managed. Oh, is you his manager? <laughs> no, I do business with him. Oh, oh, so you I make manage, Do you I, make but, paper but off? But let me just say this. Make, oh, oh, so let me just ask you a question. That's why you abandoned the room. I never do me money to be a Ninja Turtle. What is a Ninja Turtle? Get running around here with Master Splinter. Master Splinter was a gangster, nigga. Oh, fuck you mean Master Splinter? Dogs. Oh, so now you just, you just I'm putting just saying, a, you putting putting a rat the on the hierarchy. No, we talking about you Ninja Turtles. You talking about a cartoon, right? You putting a rat on the hierarchy. We talking about a cartoon. No, 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 no. You said Ninja Turtles. Hold on, but you talking about 6 9 He talking about the Ninja Turtles. You talking about the Ninja Turtles? You telling me Master Splinter didn't call the dogs in the motherfucking gutter down there? Come on, we grew up on the same cartoons, nigga. Don't get me to talk about the sleep no, stacks, no, chocolate, oh, 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 oh. So, so, so that's I just old. Want, that, that, so, that, we, that was old. That was later on. Okay, I just wanted to see if Ninja I could Turtles. switch this up on these niggas. Man, I know ain't I can't. Nothing to fuck up. Get nigga, back. Been, I got these Philly been, niggas under control. Get the fuck out of here. Philly's in LA right now. Fuck you. And we came Dolo. And we got to come Dolo. We Dolo. We ain't got nothing on You know why y'all came here? What? You know why y'all came in? Because you niggas don't want to follow simple instructions. I told you to fucking come here. No, nigga, it's always a good No, 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 no,
But hold, 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 hold the fuck up. Back Wallen. to what I'm saying. We're not going to get off you that. You telling me you made in- money with 6 9 Definitely. Say no more. Say no more. You was paid. You was paid to step out of the. You was paid, was paid to abandon the rules and regulation. Of- Let me say this. WAC 100. They, see, this is why they need somebody like me to sit in front of WAC 100. You know, because WAC 100 has his 10,000 hours in on this topic. He sits on Clubhouse and goes topic in, topic out, examine it. So any little slip up or mistake or word he done said wrong, they done caught him on Clubhouse. So when he come on these platforms, you ain't catching him no more. He with it now. Don't get WAC 100 confused now. You understand? He's a witty dude. He ain't no dummy. So when he's in that clubhouse, that's training. So when what y'all bringing to him is the same questions. You know, respectfully to wall on them, they just bringing what the streets is saying, which is the the real deal. The thing about the streets, they don't tune in the clubhouse, and I don't either. But I know this to be the case because I'm in. I'm a part of the YouTube world, right? My my podcast. A lot of my videos go through that cycle where some of that shit will go. Wack 100 on Clubhouse said this. And a lot of my videos go through that same tunnel. So I'm aware that it's a lot going on on Clubhouse with him. So with that being said, he's well-versed on the topic. He's well-versed on where I, I, I separate street from business. You know, he, he's, he's, he got all that down pat, all that's aced. So you're going to have to come totally different to create something new. For him to talk about in regards to, man, ain't nobody asked me that yet, and get a fresh idea because everything he's saying here is regurgitated because he's been asked everything in the world on Clubhouse. Set. First of all, hold on. Of the set. My slips. You sold you your soul. The, I'm going to tell you all sold this. You sold your soul. Let me tell you this shit, bro. Let me, did you Let me, sell your soul? No, 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 no. Let Don't say you. nothing about P no more. This. No, no. It's real shit. Leave my brother's name about it. Listen. No, I ain't talking about no motherfucking P. I'm talking Listen. about P, the block, nigga. Listen. Give my brother name about this. Listen. This nigga, man. This is what I'm trying to tell y'all, bro. Street business is street business. My parental business is my parental business. My business in the build is my business in the build. That's why I see it. I don't bring the streets to my parental business. I don't bring the streets to the business in the build. Right? I don't let the streets dictate, right, who I do business with. If I did, I would have signed Blueface. Listen to a bunch of dumbass. Again, these are clubhouse conversations right here. Fuckers are still 15 in the head. It's crazy because niggas glorify Death Row. But new flash. Wait, wait, and Death Row was built off but I'm just Crip saying, Entertainment. Flash. Crip Entertainers. News Flash. And the, wait, wait, in the business of a Blue Face ain't telling nobody. That ain't what I'm saying. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That ain't what I'm saying. Hold on, hold on. Everybody was on, oh, whack, what you do? He a Crip. Why you ain't sign one of the homies? You a power. Sign all these bloods. And Listen, my nigga, because at that time, this Crip was out hustling everybody. He was what I needed. You know what I'm saying? He was what I desired, right? So I could put it. To, but, 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 but you listen, came up. Listen, listen. And it still ain't a blood since I signed Blueface, right? To surpass that situation. So obviously I was right. We're conducting my business in the building the way I was going to conduct but, it, right? I, could, I will never allow a motherfucker in the streets, bro, right? Who ain't figured out how to get off their mama couch or get off the block to tell me how to conduct business in the building that they ain't never been in. It ain't gonna happen. Like, I give it to you. You're a hell of a businessman. It's not gonna happen. We give you that. We give I, you that. I give you don't, that. Act like, don't act like it was always. Nigga, you was heating motherfucking cars and driving Suge Knight around in the car. You was never, a motherfucking. Never. Nigga, you was a car service never, back in the day. Never, ever. I'm gonna see if I can find a party talked about Meek Mill. Hold on. It is another thing, dog. Stop. Because.
The dumb shit. We no, here to tell you to stop the dumb shit. To respect me and Birdman got for each other, we will never check each other. so now this is the part where he's uh this is the part where he talked about Meek Mill. I want to talk about Meek a little bit because uh, Meek also had an interview with them. Was a pretty dope interview. I like his vibe. I like I like what he be saying and what he stand for. You know, I want to pick his brain a little bit, Meek. When you see this, reach out. Let's get that done. Um, but you know, I think when 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 two certain people talk, it's just it, it be a hell of a thing. It's a lot of information involved, um, and it can help a lot of people. You know, I always tell y'all, and you hear these big podcasters now try to take off with what I say, but I always tell y'all that. 99% of the people that do, does the interview right now, when they get somebody, one of our greats, Jay-Z, did it, Cash Money, Birdman, Master P, uh, whether that be Charlemagne, Dame Dash, Steve Stout, Todd Moshko, is anyone that's in a position, when they get them, you know what they ask them? What would you say to someone that's trying to get on? You dealing with you dealing with real life particulars with these boys, and that's all you can come up with? Because y'all don't share the space. Y'all don't understand what needs to be understood to ask what needs to be known. You have no post to what, what the information is currently at. So they don't know what to do. You know, and so it's important that that, that those worlds uh, meet each other in the middle in hopes of bringing uh, great content out of it. You know what I'm saying? So they asked him about Meek Mill, Wack 100, to see, you know, if they can squash the beef. Let's see what happens. And I'm gonna say this, Philly. You come to me, and I'm gonna say this. Fuck out of here. I'm gonna say this. Keep the Muslims out of this shit, man. Right, man. Stop that. Keep the brothers out of this shit. I didn't bring the Muslims into it. Your man did. Right. Keep the brothers. And keep my fucking name out your mouth. Meek the fuck out of here. Keep Philly niggas out your fucking mouth. They ain't none of your business. We checking you today. They ain't none of your business. Since nine checking. See, you ain't fuck out of here. He ain't check nobody. Stop that dumb shit, man. This nigga, this fuck you mean? He ain't check no fucking body. The fuck did you? You didn't see it. Stop that dumb shit, man. Fucking cameras and police on that. The fuck is you talking about? Let me ask you something, Gilly. A nigga pull up with his team and you with your team and they jump out. How I go, Gilly? Keep it going. You supposed to go platinum. I will say that, but. Hold up, hold up, hold up. What the fuck? Who? What the fuck was you in that business for? Then? What you mean? Well, who put you in that business? What you? He put. He said everything he gonna do Listen, to this nigga. He That's never busted shit. What the fuck do you gotta do? Yeah, keep what you gotta what do, do you gotta do? Oh, you want some old business? You want some old business? No, 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 Authority of what the fuck is going on? He's talking about your artist. He the one at the police with him. Say you manager. Me had two off duty. Say you manager. Say you manager. Me had two off duty. Say you manager. Just say you was manager. That's why you because he talking about your artist. I can say he business, but nobody managing. I don't know who. How much money you make? How much money you? I don't think he can be managed, my nigga, because he he real witty about what he. But but he gonna make a decision and let his attorney look over the paper. 
If you say we do business, if you say we do business, that means you managing. No, it don't. Did, huh? did you set up any shows? I can't send you a deal. You send me deals. But okay, you, do I manage you? Fuck, are you talking? <laughs> about? Is it, is it, See, at Clubhouse, got wax sharp on his feet. Different though. It's a little different. Did you did you do it? Listen, you suspect too, but I ain't gonna speak on it. Nigga, I ain't never suspect nigga. You suspect like suspect a of what, nigga? You was supposed to do 32. How you get out in 20? Nigga, nigga wasn't supposed f- to be no 32. Fuck out of here. Don't put that smut on my cousin's name, nigga. Nigga, get the fuck out of here. One thing that never came home. One thing that never came home. On my motherfucking name. Who got your fucking name was not your fucking smut. Hey, but listen. Listen, you made over a million dollars because the way you go hard and the way you try to put smut on niggas jacked about him. How I go hard? I haven't went hard. You go hard for this Dude. Hold on, they went hard. They said he was this, he was that, he was but this. What that got shit. to do with you? Because you hard. the manager. I ain't went say hard. Say you the manager. Say you and the it's manager. Over. I just manager. kept it real. Just say instead of hide, because I could have hid and did all the business. Wait, wait. I could have hid and did all the business. Y'all would have never known, right? Keep it real. I'm, I'm operating through attorneys and emails and wires. Nobody would have never known. I don't. That's whole shit. I, I don't. Nigga, I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. Nigga, I asked me a question. That's what I'm doing. Nigga, I'm going to stand on it. Everybody do what they're going to do. Everybody doing something. Next motherfucker may not agree. But you're not the manager. Like. I definitely not his manager. Nigga, you, you, you part of me. But I got the right, you know, green light to do business, sending business. Well, then, this is what it's all about then. We here because That's not what it's all about. That's just a lane that I created for myself. But 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 for you for you to pose to be an OG, is you an OG? What is your OG, OG got to do with my office? No, 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 no. I'm not a listen, let me tell you something. Paru, OG, none of that shit has no ranking in my household or my business in the building. All right, let me just ask you a question then. And I Why stand the fuck are you that? always going through it with the young niggas? What who? You, you listen. What young nigga? I called you about the 21 Savage shit. What about We had a talk. You went to fuck. Why why did you try to take off on a young nigga? Did, on you, a joint? did you hear the did you hear I the, heard it? He didn't so, get he didn't what? You acting like he got crazy. If you crazy. say that, that's going to let me know what you was doing in the penitentiary. No, what the fuck you mean what no, I was doing in the penitentiary? Nigga call you a lame on the tier, nigga, how I go. You can be going home tomorrow, nigga, how I go. Fuck out of here, listen, nigga. Listen, listen, no, answer the question. But, 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 you like running, nigga. You I like running. I asked you a question. I ain't fucking running. It's going to so be a nigga. It's going to be the fuck so, one. So why, you got, so why you got a problem with me? Listen, because you're listen, supposed to be listen, educating. Lame shit in a lame. The nigga didn't call you a lame, man. Lame, bitch, weird, any of them words, my nigga. You didn't even know what a lame was. You said, explain to me what that is. No, 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 no. I did that because I fuck with 21. And y'all, even you, wait, wait, even you were surprised that I didn't flip immediately. But because I fuck with him, right, I didn't really believe that I heard what I heard. Right? Because it was him. I did that. If that was my way of let, trying to let it go. But you know, like I know sometimes you give a nigga an inch, they try to take a mile. They take your kindness for weakness. I don't think Savage, I don't think that was that. I don't think that was that. But we'll we'll get off it, man. I, I want to thank everybody that listened to this up there podcast, uh, especially up until this point. That means you made it to the end. Um, hit subscribe, hit like, hit share, get some merch. Um Again, to support this podcast, you have to subscribe to Patreon. That's the only way that we are getting support from the podcast. So, Patreon.com is up there, podcast. Subscribe and uh, and support. We appreciate everybody. See ya.
The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.